Grace to you and peace from God, our creator and our savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I just have to tell you that uh, my daughter and uh, her children have been with us for three days. So it's a wonder I'm here. Um, I did manage to get my vestments on, but I didn't put my mic on. So I'm hoping you can hear me. Yes. Good. It's wonderful to be with you. I give thanks for all that you do here in uh, God's vineyard. I give thanks for Beth, your uh, rector, and all that she does. I give thanks for your outreach. I give thanks for your education. I give thanks for everything you do. Unless you repent, you will perish as they did. Well, let's get clear. Repentance doesn't exactly save us from death in a literal sense. There's still about a 100% chance that everyone in this room is going to die. But hopefully we will not die uh, like Pontius Pilate did. Hopefully we'll not uh, fall from a tower onto our heads. But the point is not whether we're mortal. We, we all are mortal. The point is, are we holy? The point is, do we have a deep relationship with the living God? Because the truth is, none of us knows what will happen today. None of us knows what will happen tomorrow. The biblical scholar Marcus Marcus Borg said that the word repent really means to go beyond the mind you have, to go beyond the mind you have. So, It's not whether bad things happen or not. Of course they happen. We just have to say the word Ukraine and we sort of know that bad things happen. The point is whether we have done the work we need to do to be aware of God's connection with us all the time. Good times, bad times, all the time. Because if we've learned anything from the disaster in Ukraine and the horror and the deaths of COVID, we probably have learned that life is fragile. Life is unpredictable. And life can be brief. So even in the parable, the gardener can only give the fig tree one more year to bear fruit. As I was pondering this this week, I I remembered something that St. Teresa said, which I actually have to confess I have on my refrigerator to see it every day. Remember, you have one life to live, which is short and must be lived by you alone. And there is one glory, which is eternal. If you think upon these things, there will be many things about which you care nothing. If you think upon these things, there'll be many things about which you care nothing. COVID, Ukraine, have reminded us of how short and unpredictable life can be. We probably assume that we'll be here tomorrow, but we don't know that. The point of that is not to be scared. The point of that is not to be anxious. The point of that is to live the life we're called to live with God, for God, in God right now. Not to postpone that. And the one way that we get to there is to practice repentance. 
Repentance is less about the past and more about the future. Of course we need to confess our faults. Of course we need to acknowledge our sins. Of course we do. But the point is, then what do we do? What is our response to having done that? Repentance means to go beyond the mind you have because it means you now have a bigger horizon. You now remember who you are. You now recall where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do in the name of God and Christ. Barbara Brown Taylor, alas, no relation, that wonderful preacher, reminds us of our calling. This is what she says. The church exists so that God has a community in which to save people from meaninglessness by reminding them of who they are and what they are here for. The church exists to save people from meaninglessness, to remind them of who they are and what they are here for. That's why we're here today. We come here to remember, to be remembered. We come here to recall our calling and then to be sent out to do the work God gives us to do. We come here to repent, which is to go beyond the mind you have to have a different vision of ourselves, a different vision of the world, a different vision of what we're called to do. We live in a world that's just frankly upside down. Marcus Borg says that we identify ourselves by what you own, what you do, what people say about you. Possessions, power, prestige, which is nothing in the gospel. The gospel says you are a child of God. You are God's beloved. And therefore, you are the hands and feet of Jesus right where you are, Arlington, Virginia. So, in terms of Ukraine, of course, Send money to ERD, the Episcopal Relief and Development Fund. Of course, do that. Of course, pray for the Ukrainians, pray for the Russians, especially pray for Vladimir Putin. Of course, do that. But also, let us be agents of God's work of justice and peace and mercy right where we are, because this is the place where we have some agency to do something. When people come to Jesus and tell him about Pilate's actions, which is sort of like telling him about Vladimir Putin's actions, what does he say? He says, repent, because you can't control Pilate, but you can control your own life. You can control your response to that. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you seek in the world. If you want peace in the world, begin with yourself. Be an agent of that peace in who you are and what you do. Strive for peace around the people you meet. Let me give you an example. This continues to give me hope. I have to confess, I've told this story almost every Sunday because A, I think it's really important. It's not that I'm lazy as a preacher. I could be lazy as a preacher, but it's because I think it's really important. Because it's so easy for us to say, I wish those people in Washington would do something about it. And even though we're a river apart from Washington, it's, what, it's our calling to do something about it. So how do we do that? Well, the Christian Century Magazine used to have an article called What Changed Your Life? 
When they asked Desmond Tutu, what changed your life? Just think about Desmond Tutu a minute and all the things that he did, all the person that he was. This is how he responded. He said that when he was a young boy, around six or seven years old, he and his mother were walking across a, a bridge, uh, just not uh, really a path. And uh, this was in the middle of the worst part of apartheid, of course. And, and they saw a white man walking towards them. And, and as they were walking across, uh, suddenly uh, they saw that the white man was an Anglican priest. He turned out to be Trevor Huddleston, if that means something to you. As they came closer to each other, they were expecting the usual, which is they would have to step off into the mud because the white man had prerogative. But Trevor Huddleston stood off of the path, took off his hat, and said to Desmond Tutu's mother, good morning, madam, how are you? Of all the things that happened in Desmond Tutu's life, he said, this is what changed my life. Because I realized that the way things were weren't the way they had to be. I realized that there were people that recognized that and that perhaps I could join them in that effort to change the world. Because one person on a lonely bridge in the middle of nowhere in South Africa made a faithful response and changed Desmond Tutu's life. Be the change you seek in the world. If we seek peace in Ukraine, let us spread peace in Arlington, Virginia. Let us remember that Jesus wasn't all that picky about where he, who he picked as his disciples or, or either where they went for their ministry. He just sort of picked the first folks that came along because none of them were religious scholars. They were all fishermen. They were all laborers. But they became the instruments to change the world. One more thing. I uh, have this thing with Eugene Peterson's The Message. Do you all know The Message? Well, there's the internet. So uh, Eugene Peterson did a, a free translation of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And if you're a real Greek or Hebrew scholar, it will drive you nuts. But I find it very helpful. So... Uh, in the middle of uh, Matthew's gospel, uh, Jesus sends the disciples out and he says, take nothing with you, right? Um, this is the way Eugene Peterson translates that. He says, you don't need any equipment. You are the equipment. You don't need any equipment. You are the equipment. So the point is, are we aware of God's connection to us? Do we believe that God can use people like you and me, ordinary folks, to change the world as Trevor Huddleston changed the world? Not in a dramatic action, but in a faithful action exactly where we live. Are we connected to the living God every moment of our life so that we will know that God is sending us out to be the equipment if we've learned anything from Ukraine, we've learned that life is fragile and life can be short. 
And therefore, this is the day we have not only to praise the Lord, but to be the Lord's agents in this world. Remember St. Teresa's quote, you have only one life to live, which is short and must be lived by you alone. We are the equipment, not because of us, but because of God. And God has chosen us. God has equipped us. God has commissioned us to do this work here, now, exactly where we are. Let us repent. Let us go beyond the mind we have to be God's equipment. Let there be peace in the world. And let it begin with you and me. Amen.